Welcome to September 22nd, 2021. This is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show, and I'm your host, Robert Bruton. And uh, today we're going to kind of keep it in the current event thing that we've been doing for a little bit. Uh, You know, we always write about life change and stuff like that, and I think you can't have change unless you're being a good human being. So we're going to talk about a little bit of that, some things I've seen on social media that really were... in inspiring and stay tuned like always we'll be back in 60 seconds all right guys that's gonna be the closing of the show but you know it it, just to sum it all up is is you know i i don't want to see any of us divided I don't want to, you know, and I'm happy to embrace those that want to embrace unity. Absolutely. On top of that, and it doesn't matter to me whether it's the color of your skin or the choice of your sexual preference, okay? We, there's going to be things where we agree and disagree, you know? Hell, it, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, this is kind of it. You know, it, it's... To me, it's almost like a, a disagreeing on, um, you know, we're always going to have disagreements. And the worst disagreement that we should do is, what are you guys hungry for? Well, I want Mexican. I want Italian. I want hamburgers. That should be the, the extent of our disagreement. Because the way, the way, you know, for example, you know, I have gay friends. I personally am not gay. I personally don't subscribe to that. But that doesn't mean that you can't make that choice for yourself because we live in a society, we live in a country where that choice is your right and privilege. Or privilege probably not a good word for that, but it's your right to choose the way that you want to live your life. I don't have to agree with it, you know, but I'm not doing it. So therefore... I'm okay because I'm worrying about me staying in my lane, you know, in that respect. And I think there is a boundary that we all have on, you know, I can't come and say, well, have you read the Bible? You know, okay. Maybe you don't believe in the Bible. Maybe you interpret it a different way. Again, it goes down to that's your choice. As long as your choice isn't hurting anybody, you know, and Christians will be screaming, oh my God, you know, but wait a minute. There's, you're not to stand in judgment. God does that. So I'm not going to be up there to God and God go, well, Bob, you know, here's a problem, buddy. You know, you were judging all these people. Whose job's that again? Hmm. Kind of got out of our lane, didn't we? You know? So, I'm not saying it's right or wrong one way or the other. What I'm saying is, is that if you're a good person, I'm a good person. Let's sit down and eat a hamburger. Sit down and eat some Mexican food. Whatever the hell we want to do. But we can, we can enjoy each other as friends. We can enjoy each other as friends. And that really is what this life should be about.
we can enjoy each other as friends. So, no matter what, please don't let the world divide us. There are those that want to keep us divided. Let's not do that. You know, we're stronger together than we are apart. I almost feel like we're, you know, talking about a relationship. You know, it's, it's, you know, we're stronger together than we are apart. When you're in a committed relationship, that's the case. If you're, if you're a husband and wife, or if you are life partners, you are stronger together than you are apart. So, be kind. Kindness is and does matter. Um, and let's, you know, let's open up this conversation. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's be friends where friends can be, you know? What the hell? So, I hope this, what I'm really trying to do with these last couple, two or three episodes and, and, and maybe some subsequent episodes is really get, get us thinking. Think about, you know, what can I do to bring a better me to the world? Well, in my mind, for me, it's to say, hey, I welcome you into my life, into my experience. And long as we can be friends and you're a good person, I'm a good person, we treat each other with respect. Okay, cool. Cool. If you need some, you know, if you feel like the world is dragging you down or you're oppressed in some way because you can't get access to this or that, well, then reach out. I'm the first one to say, hey, dude, I may not have all the answers, but I, I, I can certainly guide you to, to the right resource. If you see me in the library, say hello because I'm there a lot because I want to learn. I want to know. So, thanks for listening. I hope you find these episodes thought-provoking and, and something that, that you can say. Hey, I could get my head around that. Let's, uh, let's see what I can do to, 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 be the, to, to be inviting to the world. You know? If we're, you know, nobody can make peace until someone extends out a hand of peace. Until someone extends out that hand of, hey, I don't think ill of you. I don't uh, judge you. I don't uh, hold you in some contempt because of something about you or something about your race. I don't even see you that way. I see you as a friend. I see you as, as a colleague, a champion, a mentor. I see you as a bud. Is it, you know, like I said, friend. That's easy enough. So be friends. This is Robert Bruton with the Robert Bruton Podcast Show. Bye for now. Welcome back to the show and thank you. I want to say thank you to all of our subscribers. You guys uh, rock. I appreciate everything that you do say and all the information that you send me is always welcome and wonderful. Thank you so much. And, you know... It's amazing how 
divided everything is in the in our country right now, and and how uh, you know it's just kind of unbelievable. I talked about in a bonus episode I did, you know that uh, uh, you know when you're trying to talk to people and their response is "f you," you know because they can't they can't put up an intelligent. Uh, argument, you know, I think that that what really has to happen is we all need to learn how to to talk to each other with some tolerance. And we talked about that yesterday. And, and uh, one of the things that I see, and I am incredibly happy and honored to be able to follow these people back, but I see so many African-American folks who are saying they, you know, they come out and basically say, I got no problem with white folks. I got no, you know, uh, they, they, you know, say they have a lot of white friends and things like that. And they just don't see them as any other thing than a human being as their friend. And I have said this throughout my uh, show is that that's, I feel the same way, you know, I don't, uh, I have worked for, I've had African-American bosses, I've had Hispanic bosses, I've had Korean bosses, I've had Iranian bosses, you know, uh, you pick (laughs) the ethnicity and I'm kind of sure I may have worked for somebody along the way or had them as a colleague um, and never, it just wasn't, you know, there just was never that division between any of us because that's what, in my mind, America stood for, you know? And uh, I think that there's so much, you know, that, that's being politicized that's driving us a, a wedge in between, you know, the folks that, you know, I, I have no problem with anybody uh, <clears throat> at all. There's good and bad in every ethnicity, there's bad white people, there's bad white women, there's, you know, bad folks, and like I said, in, in, uh, uh, in every race, you know, and uh, that doesn't mean just because there are a few bad eggs that that somehow keeps, uh, keeps us from being friends, because it doesn't, you know, there's... Uh, uh, people that would love to see us divided, people that would love to say that in my mind, and I know this may be a little bit controversial to some, but, you know, I, I don't think anybody is really uh, held back by anything but themselves. You know <clears throat> if I have all this white privilege, why am I not the CEO of a Fortune 500 company? You know, if I'm going to jump ahead of all these people, why have I worked for and had bosses and have colleagues and have actually people who I look up to and say, wait a minute, this, this is a good man. You know, I would, I, I, I model a lot of what I do behind a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life. You know, and and I don't, again, you look at people from a perspective of they're just human beings. 
And I've had to self-educate myself in so many ways that I've seen, you know, you can walk into a library, you know, which I do a lot. And ironically enough, I see people from all walks of life in the library. And if that's not a place where you can go to educate and learn, I don't know what is. You know, it may not be a UCLA or a SMU or a University of Texas or a Harvard education. But I know lots of folks that didn't do that that make a lot more than people who've been educated in those places. You know, and there's a lot of rich folks that come out of college. There's a lot of people that have made a wonderful career with a college education. I get that part, but if you can't get a college education because you can't afford a college education, well, then you're going to have to self-educate. So you can live by the I'm oppressed or you can do something to educate yourself. There are a lot more people who will hire folks, you know, um, that just simply have street smarts, intelligence. You know, you don't necessarily have to have a degree to get certain jobs. And I'm talking about good jobs. You know, you can rag all you want to about being in the automotive or car business. But, you know, when I very first started out my career and that's what I was doing, you know, I made a good living for myself, you know, and I had people tell me ugly things. Oh, you're just a car salesman, dude. You're just this, you're just that, you know, and think that I'm some slimy guy that wears, you know, white shoes, a white belt and plaid pants. You know, and sells used cars. And that wasn't the case. You know, I wore Armani suits. I wore nice Bruno Magli shoes. And I made a damn good living. And you can say whatever you want. But it, it made me a good businessman. Made me real smart with, with negotiating. Made me really smart on, you know, numbers and, and working things and, and how to, you know, sell myself in a situation to get people to, you know, everything is about a relationship when you're talking about business. So, you know, I had to self-teach. I, had to, I was self-taught, you know, and, and fortunately I was able to go to seminars and other things that, you know, I was sent to and different finance schools that my company paid for and all that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, I had to learn all this myself. And anybody is capable of doing that. Anyone is capable of doing that. I worked with with guys that were uh, Hispanic, guys that were African-American, women in, in Hispanic and women African-American, Korean, Iranian. Some with much greater talents than myself. And I'm happy to say that, you know, they were just smart folks and damn good at what they did. And, and I consider them colleagues, you know, and they consider me as well. And many of these people I've stayed friends with throughout the years. And we all came from diverse backgrounds. We all came from, you know, poorer families. 
and to sit there and say, you know, that uh, that people don't have any sort of way to better themselves is just, you know, people wanting to drag you down. You know, it's almost like some of these politicians are doing that in order to keep people down so they that people so that they have some sense that you know uh if the, if you're impoverished you know you're beholding to them and i and i would argue and say no that's not the case you're not beholden to anyone other than yourself and your family and i've seen a lot of people bring themselves out of really shitty places really shitty places for a time I was homeless and brought myself out of a really shitty place you know I haven't had the best of luck in the world I guess if you want to call it that but I've learned and I've grown and I and you know I certainly don't feel privileged in any way and uh, for someone to say that, I think is, is you know, uh, I don't know any of my Caucasian friends that are somehow privileged. You know, everybody that I know, doesn't matter whether you're man, woman, gay, lesbian, you know, or what ethnicity do you are. You know, I, I've seen them compete. I've seen them work. I've seen them collaborate. And to say that we're bad people or you're a bad person for being this or that, it's just not true. Not true at all. So I am happy, like I said, I am happy and honored to follow people on social media who, who say, I, I, I'm not racist. <laughs> Why are these people trying to divide us? I don't think that people around me are racist like that lady on uh, that talking about the uh, uh, the Gabby the girl that that was just killed saying that everybody was paying attention because she was a white woman no everybody was paying attention because she was a young girl at the at the beginning of her adult lifehood who lost it didn't matter what color she was I mean, we need to kind of keep our eye on the ball here. I would have been just as sad if that girl had been Hispanic, African-American, if she would have been any ethnicity. No child, regardless of color, needs to die in that heinous way. And to suggest that everybody was paying attention to it because it was another white woman lost is bullshit. And I will say that to the top of the rafters. She's a young kid who deserved a life. Didn't matter her ethnicity. Was a young woman at the beginning of her life and didn't deserve that. No child deserves that. No child of color deserves it. No child of Caucasian deserves it. So again, I go back to I am absolutely happy happy, happy, happy to say, I'll hold my hand up and say, I'm in for unity. You know, anyone 
doesn't matter whether you're gay, lesbian, you know, it does whatever ethnicity. If you reached out to me and said, "Hey, can you help me with a res- you know a resource for this or a resource for that?" or and it, you guys have heard me say a thousand times, if you couldn't afford one of my books on Amazon, I will happily, happily, if nothing else, send you a PDF copy so you can read it. Because some of my things are, are, are only available on Kindle or, or Kindle t- or a Kindle reader. You know, but I do have some paperback books. And if you want a paperback version and you can't afford it, guess what? I'll send you one. I'll even pay for the postage. So, you know, if it uplifts someone to help them, yes, I'm willing to pay it forward. And I don't give a crap what your background is. I don't care where you come from, what side of the street you walk. If you're trying to do something to better your life, then by all means, I will happily, happily get you one of my books. No worries. Because I don't want anyone to divide us. You know, here, here's k- kind of one of the things that I'm sitting here going is we're Americans. And aren't we all supposed to kind of be on the same side? It's kind of like, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, you're playing on a different team. No, I'm not. I may not agree, and you may not agree with some, with some of my ideologies, and I may not agree with some of yours. But the beauty part of being an American is the fact that you have that freedom. You can believe any damn way you want. For people to take away that freedom, that's oppression. That is oppression. When you can't say what you feel because you feel a certain way or believe a certain way, even if it irritates the shit out of some people, you still have the right to say it. No, I don't suggest that you can go into the movie theater and scream, you know, the building's on fire. No. There are laws against dumb shit like that, and and rightfully so. But I do feel like that you do have the option to say, I believe as a liberal, I believe as a conservative, I believe as a Democrat, I believe as a Republican, I believe as an independent. I believe that we should live this way. I believe we should live that way. (coughs) Excuse me. And that is your right. That's your inalienable right. But to say there's only one way and it's my way. Now that's a different story. That is oppression. I don't have to believe the way you believe and you don't have to believe the way I believe. But you know what we can do? We can sit there, smile at each other in in a a handshake and say, you know what? On this one, we're going to agree to disagree. Because there are things that we can agree about. We all, no matter what our political affiliation, no matter what our ethnicity, want our children to be happy and healthy. I think we can all agree on that. We also want our children to be better than we were. We can all agree on that. 
We can all agree that we deserve to be able to work, to be able to go to the church of our choice, to be able to take vacations, to be able to take our kids to the park. Those are all things that we all have a right to do and we have the ability to do. But you can't tell me, nor can I tell you, you have to believe this way. You know, when you think about it over the years, and think about this for a minute, I've lived through, what, five presidents, I think, in my lifetime? I remember as a child watching the procession uh, when Kennedy was buried when they took him in when they were taking him on the carriage to Arlington I remember living through Watergate I remember living through the Iran hostage crisis and I remember every day you know Good Morning America putting the days that was there and the morning news all talking about it and uh, I remember the day that they were going to try to rescue those folks and, and the helicopters crashed. I remember the... Uh, and only, I remember when Bill Clinton was in office. I remember when Richard Nixon was in office. Both Bushes. Bill Clinton, if I didn't say that. And I can't really honestly say that America or my life was any different than it was until now. So why is everything being different now? You know, I didn't really, you know, in some instances, Donald Trump was a blowhard. In some instances, he actually did some things that made a difference. Bill Clinton didn't make the best of choices when he was a... uh, President, But I do remember that under his presidency, you know, life was pretty good in America. Richard Nixon, well, maybe, you know, not so much. But our lives weren't any different, really. I mean, I do remember watching things about the Vietnam War and all those, you know, horrible pictures coming out of... Uh, Cambodia and Vietnam they were they were sometimes gut-wrenching and I was a kid I remember living close to the White Sands Missile Range in Almogordo, New Mexico where Holloman Air Force Base was during the Cold War talk about some crazy shit going on there yeah missiles and all kinds of stuff being blown up all the time War maneuvers and just all kinds of stuff going on there. It was It was a constant something going on. You know, I remember go, you know, traveling and having to stop and wait on the side of the road because they were shooting a missile on the missile range and they and you couldn't you couldn't be around it in case the missile went crazy. And uh, you know it. it and my point to all this is is that the 
the politics of the time was just the politics of the time. No, you know, it wasn't putting Americans against Americans. You know, you see a lot of protests now. Well, good Lord, you should have been back in the Vietnam War. The protests at Berkeley were horrible. People got shot and killed. People were water hosed. People were, you know, there were dogs, you know, and and that were used on them. I lived through the civil rights movement. I lived through the Black Panthers. You know, there's always been a division in our country, but never anything like it is today. I don't not like black people because the Black Panthers were radical. They were men and women who, you know, had had enough, and I get that part. So many things in this world where people's heart's in the right place, but their method is maybe questionable. But they want rights, and they deserve rights, and I agree for that. I agree everybody has a a human right to, to, you know, to live their life the way that they choose to live, not the way the government dictates you to live. So you and I, if you believe in that way, then we have something in common. We have something to talk about. doesn't matter. Again, whether you're gay, whether you're black, white, Korean, Asian, Japanese, Chinese, Iranian, Afghanistan, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I have plenty of people who are Muslim and that are my friends. We don't agree, and I'm Christian, so we certainly don't agree, you know, from that standpoint. But that doesn't, again, stop me from understanding things about the Quran and understanding things uh, about Muhammad and understanding things about Allah. I also enjoy the Bhagavad Gita. I also enjoy knowing about the, the, I guess of all the religions in the world, I I always thought that Hindu and Hinduism was, was just really interesting to me. I felt spiritually connected in a Hindu temple. Probably going to have some of my Christian friends go, oh my God, but that's okay. I really did. I felt spiritually connected when I was in a Hindu temple. And I'm a Caucasian male. I enjoy yoga. I enjoy meditation. You know, I enjoy... I remember I had a, a friend in Dallas uh, that was a black guy, and he, he was always funny. He always teased me as being one of his only white friends. He was the only white guy that, you know, that uh, uh, that he enjoyed being around. But, you know, and he used to take me and he, he would tease me. And I remember because we would go and drink iced tea with lemonade, which, uh, as some of you know, is an Arnold Palmer. 
okay? And then we would go to a soul food restaurant in South Dallas, man, and I'm telling you, we would pig out, you know? And it wasn't because I was going down to eat collard greens and all this stuff. It's because we were friends. We were pals, and we we enjoyed um, cause I remember he'd used to tell me and say, come on, man, take me where white people like to eat. <laughs> so, you know, we would go do something. We would go find, you know, some comfort food, some kind of country food, you know? And, uh, he'd say, come on, man, we're going to South Dallas to eat some barbecue, best barbecue in town, you know? And there are certain things and certain traditions within an ethnic group, you know, that that are fun. They're not racist, for God's sake. If I said, man, I, you can't get any better barbecue than in South Dallas. Well, then everybody's going to say, well, you're just, you know, that's where black folks are. Well, yeah, so if black folks make damn good, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be angry because one of my favorite foods is made the best way by, you know, black folks in South Dallas. No, it's just damn good food. And I love the folks. You go in and everybody's so nice and, you know, and and it's just fun. But I can do the same thing in some redneck country joke, you know, going in to, you know, eat a country breakfast. It don't matter who or where you are. Does racism exist? Absolutely it does. Is it something that I subscribe to? Absolutely not. Is this something my friends subscribe to? As far as I know, none of my friends are racist. Because <laughs> honestly, my friends are African-American, Polish. Uh, if I look back on, on friends of my uh, day, friends of my youth were uh, Apache Indian and lived on a reservation. Kids I grew up with, kids I went to school with. They were just as much a friend to me as my other friends. And I'm grateful because I went to school with a small group of people that pretty much from kindergarten to graduate or to, you know, seniors in high school, we were all the same. But I grew up next to the Mescalero Indian Reservation. So there's a lot of things that most folks don't really even consider other than we're we're humans. We've all heard the adage, I bleed red, you bleed red. Doesn't matter the color of your damn skin. The inner workings of who we are, it's your heart, what your soul tells you, who you are as a human being. Lots of shitty people that are white. Lots of shitty people that are black. Lots of shitty people that are other ethnicities. There's mean people in all cultures. But that doesn't make the entire culture mean. You guys have heard me say this a bajillion times. You know, I have to believe if you took... Regular Joe folks and regular Joe folks somewhere else that were mortal enemies. That if you just sat down in a cafe to drink some coffee, 
and just talked about normal Joe stuff, I bet everybody in the room would find some common ground to stand on and could say, we're friends. Because everybody, no matter who you are or where you're from, wants the same damn thing in this world. Peace, the ability to be an honorable person, the ability to work, make their way through this life. Who in the hell doesn't want that? Who in the heck doesn't want to provide for their children, provide for their grandchildren, provide for their families, live a happy life? You're going to tell me there's people out there that whether be at war? I mean, there probably is. Which is a sad, bloody state of affairs. There's people out there that always want more. And always want more than what to do them. So they take it. And that's in all races, all cultures. That's not predicated to one. That's all. Everybody has people within their culture that want more than what they deserve and will take it. And that's a sad state of affairs. But that doesn't mean everybody in that race is that way. No, they're not. So again, I go back to, you know, if I'm a different ethnicity than you are, but you want to be friends, hell yeah, come on. If you want to take me to eat food that's, you know, from your culture, hell yeah. Because I can tell you right now, as a white Caucasian male, there's three things I like. Mexican food, a good barbecue with steaks and ribs and all that good stuff, and a good redneck country folks breakfast. I'm all about it. If you want to sit down and drink a beer, I'll sit down and drink a beer with you. If you want to sit down and smoke a hookah, I'll smoke a hookah with you. Doesn't matter. If we're going to be friends, let's be friends, but let's we'll enjoy each other's stuff. So what's wrong? Why is everything seemingly so bad? If you want me to call you a a she instead of a woman, okay, cool. If I screw up a couple times, just correct me till I get it right. But you don't have to sit there and scream at me and tell me you hate me. Because I don't hate you. Because you identify that way. I'm fine with that. I don't sometimes understand some of that. But I am willing to sit down with you. And for you to explain to me. So that I understand. So that I can be tolerant of what you want me to be tolerant of. I I am friendly enough to do that. And I think most people are. I don't think that the world owes you a... I mean, we're going to argue that point a little bit. I don't think the world owes anybody anything. Government doesn't owe you shit. Afraid you're going to have to get out and work. You know, are there things that, that I think that you know our tax dollars should provide? 
Yeah, but you know, in the 59 years I've been on this earth, they hadn't really provided much. I mean, there's a highway out here, roads to drive on, you know, but our infrastructure is starting to crumble around us. Our electric grid is so shitty that, you know, it probably, sadly, is only a matter of time before some terrorist organization infiltrates it through the computer system and brings it tumbling down around because nobody wants to pay attention to it. But it ain't happening today. So, you know, there are things that I do think, you know, I, I, I think children ought to learn how to write and I think you ought to learn how to write in cursive. I don't think we need to dumb down schools. I think teachers need to be better at their job. So they need more training. I'm not suggesting that you're doing a shitty job if you're a teacher. What I'm suggesting is if there are kids that are having trouble comprehending, how can we help them? How can we help them to understand? How can we make it fun? How can we make it identifiable with them on their own terms? Maybe it's something where we get kids back in libraries. You know, make it fun to learn. My little granddaughter got that, got a, a little uh, learning program, and, and it's the best. Her mother tells me every day that's that because I, 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 I provide that, I help provide that for her. And her mother tells me every day she loves it and loves it and loves it, and she's really doing well with it. So, no, I don't think that, that there are. And I would and and I get damned insulted when they say that they have to lower the standards at school so it gives other children the opportunity to deal. No, wait a minute. First off, those children aren't stupid. Those children may have a need for a different solution to get them to the same result. So let's find that. Instead of all this bullshit of of you know they can't do this or you can't do that or they're saying it's too hard for this, we have to dumb this down. No. No, 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 we don't. Not in the least. These children just need attention to their needs. No one is is smarter or or dumber than anybody else. And to suggest that they are is insulting and I find it incredibly offensive. Especially when they say African American students need, you know, we have to bring it down so African American students need, you know, or when uh who was it that said uh they were going to open up jobs uh, that were in the, the marijuana industry. And that would give more Hispanics and blacks an opportunity. Hispanics and blacks aren't the only people on this earth that smoke weed. You know, <laughs> you, know you almost went, hey, wait a minute, asshole. I want to, you know, I want, you know, I want a job in the weed industry. You know, I've smoked my fair share of weed in my lifetime. So, you know, but to suggest, but what it, w- it was so suggestive that that's the only job that these, that, that 
these two races could have. And that's bullshit. First off, I've, you know, there are African-American doctors, lawyers, CEOs, professors, business owners, business leaders, entrepreneurs. It's like saying the only, you know, the only uh, good jobs that, 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 uh, someone of color could get, you know, is in sports. And I think it's wonderful that black athletes can excel at, at what they do because that's what they love to do. But it is not the only thing that a black man or woman can excel at. And that's been proven a bajillion times. There are plenty of black entrepreneurs that I think uh, that I just like, oh my God, and spiritual leaders that I love to death. A pastor that's close and dear to my heart is an African-American man. And I love him. He's, he taught me more about the Bible than most anybody. And I love him as a human being. He's, you know, I consider him a friend. And if he called me today, I would come running. I would drop my shit and go. If he said, hey, I need you, I'm in trouble. Fine, I'll be there in an hour. I'm an hour away. Doesn't matter what I'm doing. Because I don't look at him as anything other than my friend and a spiritual mentor. And I'm not the only one in this world that feels and or believes that way. So let's stop the bullshit with each other. And realize, everybody's got cool shit to learn from everybody else. We come from, absolutely, we come from different cultures, different ideals. But that's what's cool. That is what's cool. Because we do live in a fishbowl full of different fish, different folks. And we're all here on this earth. And I would challenge most to say that if we're all created in God's image, eh, Who am I to say? Well, you know, you're God's mistake. No. Because here's the thing. Whether you believe in God or you don't believe in God. There's two ways to look at this. And I'll go to this because I I love Rowan Atkinson as a... a, Maybe most of you know him as Mr. Bean. Okay. Um, He does a... He he does a a skit. He's He's a stand up comedian. Where he, where he plays the devil. And he does this thing. He says, well, as most of the perceptive of you realize, this is hell. Welcome to hell. And, uh, you know, he says, we like to keep it pretty informal down here so you can call me Toby. And, of course, he just it's hysterical. 
And, he, and so he says, before we get started, I need to break you up in groups. And so he's moving these groups around. <laughs> so he says, and I think it's funny. He says, atheists, over this way, please. And he says, I guess you guys feel a right nitwit. You know, so here's the skinny. If you get in that situation where you feel a right nitwit, maybe we say, okay, well, you know, and if you're, and if you believe, then if we're all created in God's image, then who am I? If, if the person across from me is completely different than I am, has comes from a completely different culture, a completely different set of ideals and their pursuit of life, who am I to judge that? And then as I sit here and and say, you know, and see all these people at war and things like that, does anybody really know why in some instances, you know, that we got in a conflict or stayed in a conflict? I mean, I know why we got into the war in the Middle East. 9-11 is a staunch reminder. Is there times when... Things like that, I guess, in this world, things like that have to happen. But there's a lot of things mired in that that are really ugly. Where are the weapons of mass destruction that we were so blatantly told existed and were never found, not even till today, you know? And it... It's hard to live in this world when there are different ideologies. And to some degree, you sit there and you go, you know, how do you tell people who have done something for centuries, centuries, not years, centuries, since back before Christ, and tell them, Everything that you do is wrong. You need to do it our way. Hmm. How well do you go over if I came to your house and I said, yeah, you know what? I know that you're three generations in the Baptist church, but I'm going to need you to convert to Catholicism today. No, you don't really have a choice. Here's your Catholic Bibles and, you know, we're going to start, you know, catechism and we're going to, you know, the kids are going to start learning a different way. You know, I know you've been Baptist all your life, but that really doesn't matter. I know your mother was Baptist. I know your grandmama was Baptist, but that doesn't matter. You're going to be a Catholic from now on. So when people ask you, you need to say you're a Catholic. Kind of doesn't, you know, kind of rubs you wrong, don't it? I think there are ways, you know, that that people don't need to... I don't want women to be, you know... And I realize I come from a different culture, but my wife is certainly, you know... If I had a wife, would certainly not be, you know... Well, you need to step a couple steps behind me and walk behind me. You need to look at the ground, not look at, you know... You can look at me when I look at you. You can talk to me when I talk to you. No, I did that, you know. So see, there are different, 
things, but in some cultures, that's the norm. So to sit there and go in when that's all anybody's ever known in the world. You can be a Western free woman and that can infuriate the living hell out of you. And I understand why. But these are people who have been doing certain things for literally centuries. Doesn't make it right, wrong, doesn't make it, you know. But if I went in and told you as a Western woman that you were going to need to shut up, get two paces behind me, shut your mouth, put this around your head, you know, look at me, speak when spoken to, you'd, I know what you'd be telling me, okay? I absolutely get that part. But if you were being told you had to absolutely change it that way right now, doesn't matter, I don't care. That's that's a lot. So we have to learn to introduce things, and I'm not suggesting that we go to something like that. But if you're going to say, hey, you know, women deserve a chance, young women deserve a chance at an education. You know, there's, a, there's just so much. But the one thing that we need to not do is hate each other. And that's being driven into us like, you know, we're supposed to, to do all these, you know, subservient things. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't treat anybody that way. They don't treat me that way. We're friends. So why don't we try to be friends? There are things about everyone's history that sucks. And there is wrongs that have been done to people throughout the centuries. But let's evolve as a, as a human race. Not just as, as a human race with different colored jelly beans. You know, we all have a different flavor. And that's what makes jelly beans wonderful. Is they all have a different flavor. So yes, we can all be friends. We can all... Learn to get along. We don't need people telling us to do that. We just need to do it. We're going to take a short break and come back and shut her down for the day. Hang on. <laughs> 